the nerves. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know. To a, another episode of the Only Friends podcast. I'm not plugged in yet. So Landon's going to walk you through the intro real fast. Alrighty, guys. How are we doing? This is episode number 127. Is it 27? No. Fuck. 25. 126. 26. Maybe. I don't know. 126. Yeah. 126. Yeah. Matt, you back? I'm back. All right, guys. I can back hear you to, uh, Great back job. to the bald man. <laughs> Wait, wait to get that number out there, guys. That's that's uh that's vamping at its finest, if you will. One twenty six. Wow, man, what an episode! <laughs> you love to see one twenty six. What a number. Uh, we are not joined by the tortoise today. He had some family commitments, I suppose. Uh, but instead, we got our good friend Andre back. He's finally here from. The where, store. Where were you? Where weren't uh, you? He went to buy question. milk. <laughs> <laughs> You went to buy milk. Where, where were you all this time? I was in Cyprus, North Cyprus. Did you guys know that Cyprus is separated? There's the Greece side. No. And there's the Turkey side. I did not know Educate that. us. One side, they, they buy and sell everything in euros. The other one, it's Turkish lira. How big geographically is this place? It's not that big. I think like coast to coast, north to south is maybe like Three hours, okay, something like that. Wow, so it's kind of small, but it's still divided. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it was crazy. It was it was literally a paradise going there. Looked um, so pretty. It did. It was unbelievable. How long are you there for? Felt like an eternity, but I think it was like twenty days. But you're back. You came back to us. I came back to you. Guys. You always come back. I, I <laughs> pretty soon that um that intro it. Just gonna have Guapo's face on top of mine. Mm. Wow, you're just bailing. Well, I mean, with how often I show up compared to Guapo. Well, I mean, he has to be here every day. He's actually in the role that you were supposed to be in. Yeah, the man behind the mask. Correct. You know, uh, I was wondering why he didn't have a camera shot for him for himself all this time because he's been he's been using the mic a little bit more. And uh, yesterday, I needed. I was doing a, another podcast afterwards, so I needed the webcam, and I'm looking everywhere for it. And I was like, well, it's definitely not on Guapo's desk because he never cuts to himself. But then I was like, well, I don't have it, so let me go over there and look. And I'm like scouring everywhere. It's just on the floor. I'm yeah. like, oh, I guess he didn't even know he had a webcam. <laughs> hmm. So here we are. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to today. We are going to be discussing cheating Finally, outside of our realm in the chess industry, uh, we have a few things to button up from yesterday's discussion regarding uh, the lodge and the robbery that took place in their parking lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we get to all of that, uh, I want to remind you guys that uh, we do have a new membership program now. For, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't want that. We don't want to hear that. Okay. We do have a new membership program for all of you guys who are loyalists. Uh, big shout out to everybody who's already signed up. See some of you in the chat. You get a nice green uh, little, little tag. You're able to use these fun emotes that uh, Melissa has created for us. I got to change the 
the solve for Y thing because it's I have a dark mode on and I can't see it, so I'll change. Oh, right. I'll the, change the your guys's okay. badge. All right, we're gonna get your badges. Badges. Don't need those stinking badges. Uh, we'll get we'll get the badges taken care of. But yeah, you do get a cool badge every month that you're a subscriber or sorry, a member. Uh, that badge changes in color to denote your loyalty to us. Uh, there are others. There are also other perks. To being a member right now you get early access to new uploads so we are going to have the only friends poker out loud uh videos i guess i don't know what season yeah, we'll call what, it a season sort of <laughs> i just like lost my brain for a second yeah we're gonna have a poker out loud version of only friends playing uh there's gonna be a season of that we'll give you guys early access to those uploads um also member shout outs in the chat of course we'll also be doing some member only live streams um coming up in the near future uh as well as a discount code for either merch or sell for ytv membership uh once a month so usually like the first of every month we will announce a discount code on the community tab so if you guys aren't already go ahead hit that join button uh below um also landon and i are going to be doing a monthly mastermind today for uh the software community yes we are this is free to access on our discord channel uh you can go ahead and hit hashtag discord in the chat or click that or sorry uh highlight that qr code in uh the graphic uh that'll take you to our discord community it's gonna be live at 6 p.m pacific today we are going to be going over some of the highlight hands from the live at the bike stream this past friday uh most of them won't involve me some actually do sure uh, but i flopped the nuts a lot you either flopped the nuts you either rivered the nuts mm -hmm. you either turned the nuts yeah. in the hands that i've seen so far yeah, where yeah it's just been like oh he has a it's interesting from the opponent's perspective because your perspective is you get a good price to draw to the nuts or you already have it mm -hmm. so you just call yeah like you're always just calling <laughs> you're just yeah. calling because you have it you know what can you do in position with the nuts yeah it's 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 a good feeling. Poker is very easy yeah. when that happens. How long has Poker it been since, uh, since that's happened on a live stream? <laughs> on a live stream? Uh, oh, you know when? Uh, actually, that's not even true. I kind of had the fight, but the the hustler live when I won yeah. like half a million in two days. Uh, I had good hands. Yeah. Not tough to play. No. And that, that somehow got me adorned as... Uh, the GOAT. Yeah, the, the toughest live stream player in the world. You're, Can't get seats anymore. Listen, man. I'll say it once. I'll say it a thousand times. You're bad. Yeah. You're fucking terrible. Stink. We need you back in these games to donate. I stink. This guy absolutely stinks. This uh, guy will not keep all the money that you just won. Yeah, look, I cold called a three bet twice in that session. Like, that's not approved. You also five bet king queen off. Yeah, five bet king queen off. Guys, get me in there. Punter. This is not, not tortoise approved. Absolutely by any not. Stretch. No absolutely way. Absolutely not. I was letting you know in Twitch, people were like, oh man, Berkey's really scary. They were like, don't give away information to Berkey. I was like, Berkeley is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You put the L in there. I put the L in there. That's what makes you. That's what makes you great. Yeah, that's important. Put the L in put there. Put the Berkeley. Yeah. Max Berkeley. Uh, or turkey. Right. Right. Yeah. Or turkey jerky. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've heard it all here. You know, this this is not new to me. Um, speaking of stinks, did any of you guys happen to catch that Sunday night game between the Broncos and uh, the Niners? I heard it was a battle of the punters. So combined, the punters combined. For 780 punt yards between the two of them. Uh-huh. A lot of yards. Wow. Uh, to give you some perspective, like a high-scoring game, that might be the total yardage that you see between two teams. Maybe. Uh, on offense. 
no, they, they were punting that much. So they were really getting after it. But there was a funny, there were a lot of memes going around about Russell Wilson, obviously, because he signed like a quarter billion dollar contract and has, I think, two touchdowns this season. Yeah. So he's not exactly out there killing it. No. Um, no, he's not. But the, <laughs> oh, no. the dogs are here. Uh-oh. I don't know what got Scout's goat. Scout. Rudy. She's hey. the worst. Scout, come. Sorry, guys. Man, this is brutal. They've been fine all morning. And now here we are. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the scene. Uh, the little one that started all of this is my dog, Scout. And she she's very nimble. So she has no problem getting around on steps. We have like uh, a loft set up here with metal stairs and, and things of that nature. She has no problem getting around. She just darts down the stairs, no problem, right? Melissa's dog, Rudy, a little bit older, a little bit bigger. Uh, he goes to go down the stairs and he just pancakes. Did he? <laughs> He's just like scurrying <laughs> to find his footing. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like a platypus. I, I don't. I don't know what just caused that. I guess the neighbors are are slamming doors or some shit. Moving. I uh, think. Oh, that makes sense. That does make some sense. Um, the dogs are here because we're hopeful to sell my house today. But uh, you know, we all understand wishful thinking when we see it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the memes that are going around about Russell Wilson are uh, there's there's been a lot of like. He did this, so he did this promo at the beginning of the season for uh, quote unquote Broncos Nation, and it was just him in front of a green screen, like holding a football, going, "Let's ride, let's ride." I remember that. Let's ride, and it's turned into this big like dunk on Russell Wilson meme. He's already like the cheesiest fucking guy in the NFL to begin with, and <laughs> this is this is so good. It says. Russ, after leading one touchdown drive after 17 straight punts, and he's just sitting here beckoning for his worship. Yeah. What was the final score of that game? 11-9. Uh, yeah. Think. Who won? It was 6-5 to five or 7-5, to five, I think, for a long period of time. The Broncos won. Oh, so Russell 11, won. 10, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. It they, sounds like he got a W. Yeah, he brought him back. Um <laughs> you gotta put your I head. let Russ cook, man. Uh, yeah, that, that was another one that was going around. There was there was a lot of like Nyquil and chicken. Yeah, yeah. Saying let Russ cook. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge, huge uh, fan of Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Russillo. And a running gag for like six years, whenever they still had their show together, was how much of or, or like how fake Russell Wilson is. And they had stories that would like date back to college, like uh, when he was at NC State. Uh, he was playing both baseball and football, and he was like the first man off the bench in baseball. But they said, like, you know, talking to his teammates, and there were all these stories that surfaced that he acted like he was the captain of the squad, in spite of the fact that, like, you know, he had like maybe 15 at bats all year, or whatever the case may be. And uh, apparently, like, that's just been his persona as it's carried into the NFL, is that he's like this fugazi leader that nobody really wants to follow and he's this cheesy always has a, a a like line or you know diplomatic way of phrasing things uh kind of reminds me of A-Rod actually uh the the more I watched I don't know if you guys saw the captain is that the name of it whatever the thing about Jeter on ESPN uh they spend like three episodes 
combing through the relationship between A-Rod and Jeter coming up because they're like really close. And it's just apparent that A-Rod's a piece of shit. Just like through and through. This guy sucks so bad. And on like multiple occasions, he was being interviewed because Jeter had won like, you know, three or four World Series uh, in the first five or six years of his career. But A-Rod was like clearly the superstar shortstop between the two. They came up in the same year and everything. And all of A-Rod's interviews would just be like, you know, what do you think of Derek and the Yankees and them winning and stuff like that? And he just couldn't take it. He just couldn't take the shine being spread in any capacity. And it was always just something along the lines of like, well, you know, he doesn't even have to lead that team. Like he's surrounded by so much talent and, you know, it's super shade because like, right. Because like we all know Jeter to be the captain. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's literally his moniker. And like nobody ever thinks of A-Rod as, as like somebody you look to in the clubhouse Mm -hmm. to, to lead the troops. So my mom's uh, read was right. My mom was avid Yankees fan. We had our mm. whole basement painted with pinstripes and wow. had memorabilia everywhere. And so, she, well, hold on, walk me through this. Yeah, the walls are white with navy pinstripes. <laughs> yes, that's hideous. She she, she went like nuts. Like that she is she went she bought all this memorabilia on eBay, mm-hmm. and she was obsessed with Jeter. And she used to say like, "A Rod is a he's a cheater, but Jeter is a good man." But I think they both probably cheat. I don't think, nah, honestly. A-Rod didn't cheat. Uh, no, not at baseball. On their, A-Rod didn't On their cheat? significant others. Oh, I thought baseball. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry, not A-Rod. Jeter, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. On their, uh, I don't know. Uh, so Jeter's like happily married with kids and yeah. has been for like 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was so in love with Jeter. His wife is beautiful, but you would disapprove. Why? Because he was like 34, 36 maybe. She was like... 16 she was like 22 there's like a 14 or 15 year age gap you know that's a, i mean my parents are 14 years apart mm, yeah i think it's more common in modern times uh it takes a longer time for guys to figure shit out yeah you know we're we're train wrecks in our 20s landon can attest you know I me mean? massive fucking train wreck what are you doing with this mic right now i don't know just i'm just trying to keep it out of your sh- i'm trying to keep it out of your <laughs> shot man i'm thinking of you I, hey Whoa. i appreciate that but I'm thinking, I'm, I'm like, you know what? Let me not put the mic all the way over here so it's in your shot. Well, I'm going to put the mic where it can stay close to me yeah, and I have to the, be kind of trapped in the corner because I'm here Yeah, you trapped. can't you can't get into his, you know. Where can I go? Exactly, light. look, when I move my hand, look, my hand sometimes goes light. into his shot. You see the camera, right? I'm just trying to help you. Uh, but you see the camera, right? Yeah. Okay, you can, you can pretty comfortably see the, the angle. No, I when I sit in that seat, I feel the same way, and I can feel my double chin bunching up because I'm like trying not to get yeah, in the shot. Yeah, you you don't have to be like if you cut to my shot, you don't have to be so mindful. Look, go ahead and push the mic. <laughs> yeah, but now look at my hand. Yeah, but you I know. talk, I elaborate. There's my hand. My okay, finger. well, you know, I'm, I'm just you know what, I'm, I'm just looking out for you. I'm just trying to be your friend, you know. Fight, kiss. I'm just trying. Fight, I'm, just, kiss. I'm just trying to be your friend, Matt. You know, I don't need to be your friend. You don't oh, want me to be your friend? That's man. okay. Man, oh man, oh man. Jesus Christ. I just, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just try to be your friend. He's like, why are you, what's, what's up with the microphone? Well, well, what's up with you? I'm just trying to be your friend. <laughs> look, look, don't take it out on me because you got a little bit lambasted before the show started about your hiking endeavors. Um, don't worry about that. That's exciting. <laughs> Is it? I know I'm going to leave you guys very soon. Yeah. But I still love you. When's your last show, Friday? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to LA Friday. I have to go to the embassy, get my passport renewed. Um, Man, is it already almost October? It is. It is. Saturday, I think. The heck it happened this year. Spooky season. Uh, a lot of stuff happened this year. 
been, been a good year. It has been a good year. Good motivational year, yeah. A lot of eggs. <laughs> a lot of eggs. Are we going to have a Halloween episode? Oh, of course. Let's we talked about this Can yesterday. Can we have a Halloween party? I talked I mean, about that with Vanilla, actually. Sure. Here or at the house? House. The house. Okay, sure. If we still have it, hopefully. Yeah. I'm not doing anything, though. I'm just showing up. Okay. So you guys have to do it. I, honestly, have to dress I, up, though. I've always wanted to do like a haunted house in the backyard. Or like a haunted backyard type thing. We'll hire people to, well, okay. to haunt everyone. Yeah, everybody's everybody's <laughs> so fucking rich these days. It's how nice. much does it cost on a Craigslist? Or we could find someone from chat <laughs> to, to dress up and haunt people at the party. I don't think we want to find someone from I chat to haunt people. I'm going to find someone on a Craigslist. You're going to get stabbed with a <laughs> syringe, dude. We're already getting cased by this fucking guy who catfished <laughs> my, my house. Like, I'll bet them. Wait, Me why? and Conrad that, will vet them. That scares why, me is it, this? why is it that attractive women are so prone to going to Craigslist for the shadiest shit? <laughs> I actually have never like used Craigslist for I've like browsed it. Sure. But I've never I know women who have gotten roommates from there though. It's insane. Yeah. I hear this all the time. Like a girl will be like, Yeah, I'm looking for a roommate. I just put up a Craigslist post. I'm like, Are you psychotic? Yeah, no, you can't do guys, that. Guys, 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 Trump twenty twenty six in the chat just said he'll come. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> to haunt people? I've yes. never felt more safe. We're look, looking for haunters. <laughs> Any haunters in the chat? <laughs> I'll just be there in my red towel. He oh, said yeah. he's only going to come haunt me. Mm, of course. That's, uh, that's going to be your costume. Your costume is going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. The towel. Okay. How many guys in red towels will there be? Too many. Actually, maybe I'll dress up as the <laughs> pussy trophy. It's just the, it's just the red towel party. Everyone yeah. has to walk around in red towels. Uh -huh. No, I don't like that. That is the theme. I'm kind of into it. I still got a month before that party starts, man. You gotta get to peak shape. Yeah, we'll see when you get back. Hopefully all that fish and chips doesn't go to your hips, big you guy. You think I'm gonna eat that bullshit? <laughs> I'm just gonna make more eggs. Fish and chips is banging. You better have yeah. one. I'm not having a fish or a Come chip. Come on, man. Have fish one is nice. fish from the fish and chips. I'm not having a fish or have a chip. Have one half of a fish from the fish and chips. You already have dates lined up. You ruined the empanada. He literally he, took he takes the, the fucking cracked it open and just licks the inside. And then he has the bread. And I'm like, Lenny, can I have that bread? Yo, lay off He's like, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about me, man. I, I get mine. Lay off my man. Don't worry about me, man. He's over here practicing. He's got a big London trip coming. Don't worry out. about me. Oh, 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 oh. Don't worry about me, man. I'll practicing be Practicing right. the pocket lick. I'll man. be a oh, Crazy. Yo, this is. This it's going to get real weird whenever you see him just like finger blasting the empanada. <laughs> Dude, come on. <laughs> Some couth, if you will. <laughs> what are we doing here? Couth left after episode 12. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, we have some. Uh, Jesus I Christ. can't stand all of you. <laughs> it, you know, you shouldn't have read the James Joyce. Uh, it really went down. Dude, from there. that's so crazy, huh? You read one James Joyce. Thing, yeah, life yeah, you're just, just smutty for life. Life just changes. <laughs> the Fire Nation attacked after you read the James Joyce. That's true. Yeah. It was just, it was just three minutes of fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji in the chat. Yeah, banger, banger, banger. Uh, all right, so I, I do want to I want to recap a little bit of uh, the Poker Go Poker Masters. Uh, yesterday was the 10K final table uh, featuring Shuan Liu, Eric Seidel, uh, Nate Silver was there, Adam Hendricks was there, uh, Victoria, Victoria was there. Was there. I, I'm not going to do her last name Lip justice. Shits. Yeah, <laughs> I would have went with Lipschitz, so that's good. Sure, because uh, there's obviously close. no P. And then sure. Ed Sebesta. I do not know him. 
Uh, yeah, me, me, me neither. But, but shout out to Ed. He was in there. Congratulations, Ed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's... I, you know, he made it. Yeah. He made it. <laughs> you made it. Uh, so in order of, of bust outs, uh, I think Ed went sixth, Seidel went fifth. Uh, Schwan actually busted Seidel, bad beating him. Ace five versus Jax. Ace six off versus Jax. Ace six yeah. off versus Jax. <laughs> uh, Victoria finished fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schwan ended up finishing third. Mm-hmm. And then we had an epic heads up battle where Nate Silver really snuck one through here on my man. Hendrix, hmm. and uh, I'm astonished to see this hand play out the way that it did. Silver loves his deuces. Will it come in here? King of spades. Yeah, now Ford will flush on board as Silver has bloated oh, this thing oh. to 2.55 million, and he's going to jam oh, it. And what a, an uncomfortable spot this is suddenly. Wow. As played, we tend to want to remove the ace of spades from Silver's range. Whether it was suited, which we block if we're Hendrix, or whether it was standalone, which would likely want to deposit more chips pre-flop. Queen of spades, is the 10 of spades playing like this? Is the nine of spades playing like this? It's a paired board, and you know, you think those hands would be a little bit more conservative. And here we are, you beat a stone cold bluff, as, bl as disgusting as it is. Oh, and he puts close. it into the muck. What? There was uh, raise call pre uh, check bet raise call. Silver then bet the turn on the top pair pairing, leaving one pot size bet Silver behind. Silver check raised flop? I think so, yeah. Um, then he bet the turn, and uh, Adam called obviously with the queen high flush when the jack paired, and then the river was the fourth spade mm -hmm. the, the king king of spades specifically yeah um and he jams for about pot so uh i think the commentary is actually pretty accurate there in the sense that he doesn't ever have worse value at this point but i think what's being overlooked is the amount of bluffs that he could potentially have um just naturally speaking like it's not that unreasonable for jack x uh one spade no spade i guess both are probably going to be check raising at some frequency, not zero. Um, as well as like some bottom pairs, like what we saw that uh, will be more. Some 10 queen high, 10 high. Yeah, like more part of the bluff range. Um, I don't think that he's turning flop flushes into bluffs on the end, but maybe it's not that unreasonable if he has a hand like four or five of spades, where it's like, what else do you do? You know, kind of thing. Um, but anyway. Pretty wild fold to have the second up flush there and just like find a muck. Yeah. Seems tough. Yes. <laughs> but I understand. I understand. Like, <laughs> yes. I understand the perspective though, because like uh, of everybody in the field, Nate would be most considered an amateur. And this line is just under bluffed. Yeah. Right. But Nate got some moves, baby. Yeah. That's, that was a play you make so people the can't do it sets again. sets of deuces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's been watching that land entice uh, how to defend single raise pots course. Yeah, I, I have to, I would check just to kind of be sure, but I'm pretty sure some of the bluffs when it comes to monotone, monotone boards, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, come from the bottom pair because uh, you have two pair outs to make some good hands as well as 
have some uh, additional equity in that regard. Yeah, I mean, the so, big thing is, is like you can't... spicy. Like when you check raise flop, you can't only have hands that possess sets or or a spade. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Otherwise, like you have you're to have, fucked. Yeah, you have to have other hands yeah. and like bottom... Like it's it's going to be coming from your pair region. Yo, who's Nate Silver learning from, dude? I don't know, man. He's out there mm. in the streets, though. Nate, I see you, Nate. That was gangster. I see you. That was that was not for the faint of heart. No. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't win. He won with that hand. He won with that hand. He won all of our hearts and all of our respect. He will be played differently moving forward for sure. Iceman Bingley Hendricks, baby. He's the Iceman now? He's Iceman Hendricks. Which one's Iceman? There's the Iceman you, but then he's also Iceman Hendricks on Instagram. I have to tell you, I would not want the nickname of somebody as OG and gangster <laughs> right. as the Iceman Teddy Monroe. Talk, talk, top that? talk to Adam about it. Say, hey, why are you Iceman Hendricks on Instagram? I and wonder if it's a self-made nickname. I feel like nobody calls well, you Iceman. He's, well, like, he's from Alaska. He's from Alaska. He? No, I get that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, he's I from mean, Alaska. He didn't call himself Iceman. Well, <laughs> hey, man. I, I, would, I would bet so much hey, money I'm he did not. Iceman. Yeah, he in, no in, way. In, no a time, in a time of uh, social media branding, I don't think anybody's beyond a self-proclaimed nickname. No, there's no shot, man. You don't give yourself a nickname. It's so Iceman Teddy Monroe gave himself a nickname. He said the Iceman froze you. That's a little different, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then he, he fucking branded it. <laughs> yeah, because he's a genius, you know? Like, the Liver King is different, right? Because he became this guy right. as the Liver it's, King. It's not just a nickname. It, it's a way of life. Exactly. So he became the Iceman because mm -hmm. the Iceman froze you. Mm -hmm. He's not just like, hey, guys, I'm Adam Iceman Hendricks. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Like, like the way that Andre is, uh, Andre, I'll choke you out. Hank Shua. Is that, is that who you are? <laughs> yeah, you, you gave you, you can give yourself like a gamer tag, you yeah, know, and you right. can go by like that. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to talk about why that's yours or why that was a huge mistake. It wasn't a mistake. <laughs> it's the biggest blessing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have a story. Everyone wants there to be a exciting story. Mm -hmm. I was just making a PlayStation name and I was on the phone with my friend and we were like, just make it something really cringe <laughs> and then i couldn't use the word poop and i couldn't use the word diarrhea and i couldn't <laughs> use a lot of other words mm -hmm. so i had to go with poo okay it's gonna be brutal when you're like 32 and in desperate need of a rebrand and uh nah. you, know, you just can't shake the poo dog <laughs> why would i need to rebrand yeah i don't know uh, I personally love the dog being spelled d-a-w-t yeah that was like the you know was, yeah i really yeah. You've, you've made it your well, own. I, I've wanted to just use my name, and actually, there is somebody on Twitter that has my name handle, but she hasn't been active since 2014. She may have died, mm. so I don't know how to contact how her or take her name. Yeah. And mm. my name is the exact number of characters that Twitter will allow, so Melissa I can't Schubert? add, you know, an underscore or anything. Right. Mm. So you can't. That's yeah. very unlucky. Yeah. Gotta get this. Everyone tweet at her. I don't want her name. But if she's no longer she around. She might be not with us anymore. She, right. You know. R.I.P. Melissa Schubert. Maybe you can send an email to Twitter support and say this account's been inactive for a long time. Have you tried? No. Maybe. May, maybe well, I'll may, try. Maybe you can say like, hey. <laughs> maybe you can just send them and say, hey, uh, I'm more important than this woman. <laughs> that's, can I please that, have her, that, her that tag? Definitely ain't a, that, that's not it. No. That's not how you do it. I don't, You're just like, just hey, can, it you, can you see if this account's still in use and is it possible to... Uh, Take collect it. that Take username. Name. Yeah, get yourself verified. Get a check mark. Sure. Uh, so speaking of your name, 
in a public place. You did a little commentary for Party Poker <laughs> yesterday. I was like, oh, shit. Well, your actual name, you know, not the, the Yeah. Uh, I did a little car- commentary for Party yesterday, and you have another gig today? Yes, the main event, Party Poker's Millions main event. It is 400K for first, and we're what? coming back to the final table. On a Tuesday? On a Tuesday. Did this run on Sunday, I'm guessing? And this is like yeah, a day, day two or day th- three? three day oh, okay, day, okay. I think. Man, what a world we live in where there are three-day online events. Back in my day, you just started grinding at 10 a.m., and you went to bed at 10 a.m. the next yeah. day if you were lucky enough to be a 100,000 air. Got Adrian Mateos in there. Of course. Um, Prebs. Okay. Um, you know, some other, other... They're in the mix? They're in the mix. Who are you doing commentary with? Henry and James Dempsey. Oh, the best. Mm-hmm. Just the best. I've got the nice soothing so British, British ear- voices in my ears. Yeah. Very, really, very calming. Very, yeah. very much so. What, what, what that voice inflection that they use does though and it's 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 a little bit subtle mm. but you got to pay attention is they just sneak zingers in yes you know very deadpan i unassuming uh, they never fly by me oh, okay you're you're right there I'm to getting catch zinged it. all day <laughs> yeah you don't want to be the comedic relief you gotta you well, gotta turn it around on them yeah i don't you know? mind <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair they're they're nice chaps yeah if you will um, all right, so before we get into the Magnus Carlsen uh, accusations of Hans, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Lodge yesterday. Andre and Melissa weren't here, so happy to hear uh, their insights or opinions on uh, this type of setup. Uh, but also, Doug reached out to me, and he wanted to clear a few things up. Uh, we disagree on a lot of things, I think, but uh, there were some actual factual things that... Uh, were true maybe in the past and are not now or are going to be changing in the future and i wanted to clarify that so uh first and foremost uh they do facilitate wires um when i was contacted to play the big game there uh i can't remember who it is that sets up their uh live stream shows but at that point they were in the process of trying to get this to go but it it wasn't a thing yet and uh, i think he offered me uh like the ability to exchange crypto but it wasn't actually commercially offered to their clientele so Mm -hmm. they don't offer crypto they do offer wires now um they do have uh boxes as we mentioned yesterday and they do have a private room uh for you to cash in cash out uh as well as access that box so that all all that stuff as far as like player safety goes uh they're checking those boxes and that's up to the clientele to utilize or not uh, Doug also confirmed that they do not hire uh, individual security guards. They do go through a service. So th- it's kind of ironic because like these suggestions I was making yesterday, I wasn't making them off of the knowledge that anybody was doing them. And it seems like Doug is along the same lines of thinking in the sense that he is doing these things. So that does bring a little bit uh, a sense of comfort in the fact that they take security seriously, at least. Um, he said that in the future, they are working on getting a closed set built for the stream, which I obviously think is very good for the reasons I stated yesterday, and that they're also working in implementing Valet. Um, he was very adamant about those points, uh, which I think are great because they are uh, big steps in the right direction. He was basically saying like all his local, cl- local clientele knows that, and me stating that they don't have these things uh, is kind of unfair. But... Uh, I don't think what is going to happen matters 
in reflection to what is currently in place, right? Like, uh, you know, if, if uh, somebody's unhappy with a service that I provide and the thing that they gripe about, I say, oh, don't worry, that's coming in the future. That doesn't really ease their concern in the moment, right? Um, so though some of these safety protocols uh, will be corrected moving forward, there are still concerns. And again, I wasn't exactly just pointing out the law yesterday either, right? Like this is all of Texas poker. This extends through Houston and San Antonio and Dallas to some degree, uh, as well as like, you know, other small pop-up shops that uh, I imagine are throughout the state of, of Texas all over the place. Um, it's the barrier of entry is very low to start these things. The uh, amount of oversight is also incredibly low and it basically comes down to the players having to police and give business to those who are doing the most or being the most active in looking out for their best interest and the security. Um, you know, I kind of stand by a lot of the points that I made in the sense that Texas is a far cry from regulated rooms that we see in casinos. Uh, both from a safety standpoint and from um, a security standpoint, right? And I want to be clear that those two things are different, right? There's a, a difference between being robbed and being cheated. Um, there's a difference between, uh, you know, having access to a game where uh, the, the likelihood of either is v relatively low versus the likelihood of one being low and the likelihood of the other being probable, things of that nature, right? We're not that far removed from home, home game settings. Quite frankly, there are plenty of home games that are infinitely more secure when you start playing high stakes, right? Like these penthouse games that run higher probability that you're being cheated, but an incredibly low probability that you ever get robbed. They are, you know, on the 55th floor of a, a condo building or uh, some sort of like, you know, uh, penthouse tower or whatever, where you have to get through concierge, you have to get led up through an elevator, through a security. And like, there are just so many measures that are protecting the patrons in that instance from a well-being standpoint. Now, are you gonna get cheated in home games? Absolutely, like cross the board. Um, and I think that that's something that as players, we have to be overly cautious about. Uh, what's, what's becoming abundantly clear to me now is, and th this was true basically from the pandemic, is that as poker matures and as public games go more private or uh, the ones that do exist publicly uh, continually increase rake and continually decrease the amount of quote-unquote fun money at the table, uh, what ends up happening is people who want to make a living for this, for this uh, career path start to become a lot more lax in the things that used to be held, like, overly scrutinized in 2010 you didn't put yourself at risk you didn't need to you literally go to any casino and get the biggest game in the room and it would be soft right <clears> so you didn't have to go to some mansion where you're probably being cheated and you might be robbed you didn't have to do all of these things right but as the market matures we actually see like a regression from the security standpoint uh when it comes to the player right we're we're having to jump through more hoops in order to get good games and that becomes a little bit problematic because uh, where there is opportunity, there are going to be people who take advantage of said opportunity. Um, you know, I want to be abundantly clear again, this isn't targeted at the lodge. The only reason we even mentioned the lodge is because the incident happened in that parking lot. Uh, this is much more reflective of private game culture, 
whether you're talking about home games in general or you're talking about games being run in a storefront that are open to the public but you know don't offer the same level of regulation and security that uh you would get in a casino uh all of that stuff it it leads to these issues and as players we have to recognize that sometimes it's better to sacrifice a little bit of bottom line in order to ensure uh, a lower risk of ruin and that risk of ruin doesn't always have to come from variance in the game you know you get your bankroll stolen out of your pocket you're pretty much fucked yeah there's no no real recovery from that um having not been here do you guys have any anything you want to say about this um not really. My brother got robbed outside of Red Rock. Really? Yeah. Like a couple of years ago. Uh, was he? Well, I sorry. Instead of me asking a question, just like walk me through. Like, what was he doing? He was playing cash there and walking out, and some guys robbed him at knife point. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Wow. Uh, was he playing bigger now? No, he's playing like one, one two. three. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, like, you just become a pretty easy mark because you have pocket change. Uh, he wears designer clothes and stuff. Yeah. I think that's why. Yeah. Not to brutal. be victim blamey. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, and, and you know, I, I kind of went out of my way to, to not say anything about Yo Chan yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, like, he was obviously negligent <laughs> in walking out with 30000 Right. Right, like there's a lot of risk that's assumed whenever you choose to do that. Yeah. yeah. We kind of talked about that yesterday, right? Of being a little bit more proactive and understanding what is the best option as to how to handle yeah. large sums of money. And obviously it's not his fault, so to, so to speak, right? But there are definitely things you can do as an individual that are in your control to allow the minimum to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel the worst for people like your brother uh, and anybody else like who's grinding relatively low stakes because... You're never going to have enough money on you that it's worth going through the extra security of like right. getting a box. Yeah, it was like 800 bucks. Right, yeah. right. Uh, but that's like a big score for somebody who's willing to just like hold you up at knife point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like the easy solution is valet. There's always valet. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's an extra five to 10 bucks. And it's nice. They pull your car up for you. Yeah. Pamper yourself and it's safer. Yeah. I've, I've definitely recently... Uh, been in a lot of spots where I choose not to valet because it's too slow. Like if I'm playing a big tournament at the win, I don't valet because it's so goddamn slow afterwards. Yeah. But I also have nothing on me. Um, so I know that like uh, I don't have anything to lose from a material standpoint. But what I forget is that like the person who's willing to rob me might not know that, mm-hmm. right? Like because I'm a higher profile poker player who's just like walking out of the win to the the parking garage into a an expensive car it's yeah. like like they might you know see your instagram story like that's been a right. thing that's happened to rappers lately yeah, yeah. is like they're they'll be kind of scouted from stories yeah and then the, they'll show up at that location so that's another thing i mean poker players are always showing they where they're playing how much is in front of them like these things are sort of should yeah. be lingering in the back of your mind yeah, delaying when you put up those posts is worth a lot, I think. Yeah. I used to do that when I played uh, Ivy's Room. I would wait until either later in the night after the session had ended or, like, after, like, I, maybe the next day. Yeah, I learned at the main event, I will not show... I didn't think it would be a big deal if, like, you know, I'm, like, showing my registration slip on my story. It's, like, an exciting thing, my first main event. I didn't think to blank out the seat and table. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, a guy who was waiting there 
That's so fucking creepy. And he was standing there and I was texting Landon the whole time because Landon was like a few tables over and I'm like, this guy is like watching me. Like he was like standing behind me the whole time and was like making comments and stuff. And he like walked, like I walked in and he was like, oh, like table 42, seat seven, right? And he like walked me to my, and I was like, do you work here? Like, what is this guy? Because he just saw, he's like, oh, I follow you. I was like, yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So I won't show that again. That's so fucking weird, man. Yeah. Like, I love, I absolutely love the community aspect of poker and how a bunch of fucking idiots like us that have no standing in society whatsoever can be popular enough in a certain arena <laughs> that like people want to say hi people want to take a picture yeah, or whatever it's a very niche niche, niche, yeah. niche internet, internet micro celebrities yeah. <laughs> like we know it's great I, I i love that aspect of poker like i think it's so cool that uh you know you get to meet all these people and mm. that they care they actually like give a shit yeah but there's a sub fraction of humanity that's so fucking weird yes <laughs> Like so fucking weird. And they do things that like would just never in a million years would never occur to cross you. my mind. No. So like how can you even prepare for something like that, right? Yeah. It's just like I tweeted a picture of my seat draw and a fucking guy was there. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then he, he I'm like walking to break and I'm like, he's like, Great job. He's like watching the whole time so standing if, there. I feel like this is only something that happens to females because I, I'm certain like I don't remember specifically, but as you're telling the story, like it's kind of hitting me in a way where it's like, okay, I've dealt with something similar. Yeah. But for me, it's just like a person who so desperately wanted to say hi and get my attention uh, and like have an exchange with me. Right. And then they linger. Right. Mm-hmm. So like my table ends up being by the rail and they just stay on the rail yeah. and they're like cheering. But like for me, there is some sort of dissonance there where uh, like... I think of it the way that I would think of uh, if I went to the ballpark early for batting practice. Right. And I was able to like, you know, give Kutch a pound. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also sitting front row and I'm like watching him take yeah. BP. Yeah. And I'm watching him. And, and, you know, it's like, yeah, come on, man. Let's go. Uh, you know, like. That person's like now they're like on your team. Yeah. And like it's also not weird because it's like, right. okay, well, there's also 20,000 other fans here that are doing the same thing. Yeah. And I think of it that way in this scenario where it's like it got a little bit too personal because we broke that barrier and like I said mm-hmm. hi and you kind of hung around. But also, I'm sure you're viewing it through that same lens as I am when I'm a baseball fan. Sure, yeah. For you though, I he don't was think that, Yeah, I don't think that's the case. No. Cuz like whenever it becomes a male female dynamic like that and it's like that super creepy like Joe from you type of behavior. Well, yeah, and you don't know and we and like women, you know, we grow up with the getting warnings from like our moms or when women around us, like you learn to be very weary of stranger men and especially ones with vans. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, and you know, we watch true crime. We just, we're very aware of the danger that's present when there's like somebody you don't know who's very interested in you. Right. So I was like, Landon, walk walk with me at break. <laughs> like, yeah, of course, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll be right there. Give me a second. But like, you know, little part of you, like one percent of you, kind of wants to be a true crime story. No, like there's a little part no. of you that's just like, no, this guy's gonna no, wear no, my no. skin like no, a coat. No, but I would like to be like adjacent. Oh, okay, sure. No, no, no. What I don't want to. I don't want to be the victim in the story. That's I mean, she wants I it know to happen what to these us. guys do. <laughs> you know, I'd like to be the hero in the story. Right, I'll yeah, save yeah, you guys yeah. from sure. the. 
the rapist sure. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that'd be it's great. probably a lot worse that you're Asian too. I don't know. I don't have like hard stats for this. Yeah. But I remember in, um, it's called the AAA, Asian American Association for College. Mm. It was the, the men yeah. were half white people. Oh, no. And it was just, we called there's them Asian of, predators. Yeah, there's a lot of fetishists. Yeah, yeah. And, and it does not help your, your case no. at all being Asian. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was very odd. And then I and then he messaged me on, of course, he DM'd me on Instagram after that and was like, great watching you today. Right. He had like 20,000 followers, just all car photos. So weird. Like, this is bizarre. Yeah, so weird. So if you're watching, don't do that again to I anybody. Forget- That's so odd. Why would you do that? <laughs> Uh, to Andre's <laughs> point, I can't remember. I can't remember which one of my friends I was speaking to. It's cringe, maybe. But she was saying that, uh, like, when it comes to dating, she spends so much energy and effort not being some white guy's fetish. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I can't recall off the top of my head who it was, but uh, it's like w- one of the one of the girls that I'm friends with. Uh, she she basically says like, yeah, like every single time that I meet a new white guy. I have to like go through these like filters and protocols to make uh-huh. sure that like he's not just fetishizing me right like right out of the gate it is a weird kind of phenomenon that you see it's a lot of like white guy fetishizing asian woman thing i've i don't find that i'm like the my mom got it a lot but i don't find that i get it as much as she did because i'm mixed so some yeah. people don't always know but she definitely got the the gut i yeah. i have to tell you i did not ever see it until i moved to vegas there's a lot of it here yeah and i think it's i think it's two twofold like one there just aren't like there isn't much diversity in the northeast right very whitewashed right um so uh, i don't like like whatever fetishizing takes place is Mm -hmm. usually by like what porn selection guys choose yeah but then second there's a, a massive uh like influx of power and money in vegas that like you don't really see in the midwest and in the northeast uh in that regard right so there's there's just like this this weird collection of people who left wherever it was that they were because they either felt too big for that place or they didn't feel like uh they were enough and they wanted to start over and whatever somehow they find success here Mm -hmm. and with that success comes like this desire for subordinates Mm -hmm. and like it leans heavily into uh, that like Eastern culture, I think, where gender roles are like very clearly defined. Right. I, I'm 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 basing this off like a handful of people that I've had experiences with, where like as people, I'm always looking at them and I'm just like, you're like the prototypical guy who ends up in the military or on the police force because you just were beat up or bullied as a kid and you desperately want authority now. And all of them across the board date. Not only Asian women, but Asian women who speak English poorly, mm-hmm. right? Like they prefer yes. the language barrier. Yes, right. It's because, weird. Yeah, it very much is. It's, it's you guys. I think it allows them to be more assertive in public settings. Yeah, right. Because well, they speak for them more often mm-hmm. now, and and things of that nature, and it's very cringe. It's it is cringe because then the funny thing is you see those guys around, you know, actual like masculine men, mm-hmm. and they shrink. Yeah, they shrink up. Yeah. Very clear. If we ever have, if we ever have Uncle Dan on, uh, one of is our is he form- one of them? No, one oh. of our roommates though was very oh. much so, and oh. there there are so many. Go ahead. I need to go back because you did just say something that's completely crazy. 
Go on. Said the Northeast is not very diverse. Just because New York City is diverse yeah, does not make not the Northeast good. diverse. We're, yeah, I mean, like New England. Yeah, like, have you ever been to Martha's Vineyard? Yeah. Cape Cod. Martha's Vineyard was at six miles. Well, okay, fine. It's a small <laughs> island, but like, you've been to the Hamptons? Like, these places aren't that far from New York City. Which is next to Florida. Yes, yes Conrad. The largest city in America is diverse. You're correct. So Boston's not diverse? Uh, it, it is, but Any like not like... Any metropolitan area is generally diverse. Right, but, but then outside, outside of, that, of that... It's insane. But also, like, Boston's not going to be nearly as diverse as, as New York. It's Correct. Yeah, it's... Like yeah. Boston's uh, gonna right, be closer to Pittsburgh. Right Boston's gonna be closer to Pittsburgh yeah. than it is to New York. <laughs> when I for think, sure. When I think New England, I think like chowders. Maryland and Maine. You know, well, they're Maryland. so far apart. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're saying is you think of seafood. Yeah, it's like the upper, it's the upper right area. You know, you're, you're thinking Maryland of seafood. Maryland's like borderline south. Maryland is is. It's the Mason Dixon line. Yeah. Did he just roll his eyes? Mason Dixon. Well, he's south. the true South. That's Maryland why. Maryland is is so, like, more I'm south. Sa you're deep South. But Maryland is more South. south. Hey, what is deeper than Florida South? You're not even so like we don't even want you, man. You're a part of the Bahamas. <laughs> Get the fuck yeah, out of here. I know. You're Bahamian. No, listen, I know nobody wants me anyways. I got it. <laughs> oh. right. I got oh, it. No. That's where you're going I, to London. And you know what? I'm running something. Only I need me. It is. It is weird though. Like when you start to talk about Southern culture. It cuts off at Florida. It doesn't yeah, like that's like Florida's not the deep south. The deep south is like Alabama. I know. Isn't that yeah. weird? It's so strange. Maybe because so many people from north go to Florida. The snowbirds. Yeah, the snowbirds. Yeah. And also, I don't think we've really even to this day accepted them as a state. Well, there's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's parts of Florida that are probably deep southish, like swampy. And, oh, like Gainesville. The sure, Everglades. Yeah. yeah, we drove yeah. through Gainesville uh, one year to get to to spring training in Fort Myers, and we stopped. And it's like the most, I thought it was in West Virginia, only with gators. Mm. It was the most backwoods place I've ever seen. I'm like, there's a college here? Yeah, University of Florida. One? University yeah. of Florida, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Man, there's a lot of, uh, apparently if you type in your birthday and you look up Florida man on that birthday, you'll find a good story. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> forget what mine was. I looked that up, though. <laughs> See? Mm. We've, we've derailed. Yeah. No Sorry. surprise. Sorry about it always that. goes to geography. What's why are we weird? Because we have to be geographers. <laughs> because, we, we, because he keeps fucking putting Pittsburgh in the northeast. No. That's the fucking problem. Here. I said Maryland and so, New England. That's part of like Maryland and Maine. That's like New England no, area. No, 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 no. To, but to be fair, what he said was correct. Like the northeast, especially when we were growing up, was yeah. not diverse. There wasn't a single okay, especially I have like a best the friend. Suburb or like more rural areas are oh, gonna yeah. be I lived on the Jersey Shore. Uh, I had a best friend in second Wait, grade. Where on the shore? Like right on the Jersey Shore. Where? Tom's River. Oh. Um, he was the only other Asian in my school growing up. There weren't more Asians until I was in like high school. Well, that's because I never saw any black people. Minorities are always in concentrated places. Sure, but I'm saying my school had none. Like I, I had no minorities in my school, so I just grew up in a very predominantly uh, what I thought was white, but I come to the West Coast and everybody's like, oh no, they're olive skin. They're olive skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so I've quickly done Weedos. some research and I realized that I was incorrect and I'm sorry. Maryland is not part of New England. We know, man. We know. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for I, that. I didn't know. I'm sorry. We were just trying we were to brush it off. I think that you are associating the seafood. Yeah, I thought it was like, well, I thought it was like. They're both seafood. Places. Pennsylvania, well, I thought Pennsylvania, Maryland, and then up, but it's not. It's uh, no, cut no, off no. at Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. 
you're learning you know that's why we have to do geography yeah it's 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 new england then new york and then you know everything else Oh, I see. That's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's like the rest of it's like the rest of us, Rick. Ah, I see. Very interesting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yeah, like Maryland's just specifically crabs. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, it's it's Conrad's assertion that somehow New York City is the entire Northeast <sighs> that always derails this. Yeah. No. You believe that New you believe that New York City represents the Northeast, the, the which Northeast is ironic is... because it's kind of quite the opposite. New York City is. Uh, kind of an embodiment of everything that the Northeast is not. Like, New York City is incredibly cultured. It's very diverse. It's like more East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East I mean, Coast technically versus Northeast. Technically, it has a coast, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, w- I would call New York City North uh, or, or the Hamptons? East Coast. No, the East Coast. I, I would agree East with you. East Coast. Yeah, it's the East Coast, right? The East Coast has a specific culture. Yeah. We're a little rough around the edges. Yeah. When you say Northeast, it is very, very, very whitewashed. Like, of course, there are going to be some major metropolises. Met, 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 metro, metropoli. 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 Nobody's going to get that reference. Uh, wish Lamanna were here. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> like outside of like... Scruff, <laughs> McGruff, Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Outside of like... You didn't finish out. it? You no. had to finish it. 60652. <laughs> there you go. Outside of like Philly, Boston... Uh, and if we if we count New York City as the north or as the the East Coast, outside of Philly and Boston, like there just really aren't even major cities, you know, like Vermont, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. all of these areas. Like, bro, this is where people go to ski. Yeah, that's all you need to know. There ain't there there aren't. Well, like the population in one of them is like Lower East Side. <laughs> you see how you keep tying this back to the major city that exists there? Like, yeah, we get it, man. You know, Miami is more diverse than all of Florida. But yeah, Florida not right. super diverse. You know? Yeah, anyway. anyway. You know what? I'm not going to defend my state. I'm just yeah, gonna, it's tough. I'm just going to let it's it go. It's a tough one to defend. Yeah, I'm some, just going to let it go. See, that's... Why, that's would you the, say it's diverse? I would say that there's... There's different types of like people in Florida. Like there's different areas of Florida. Like You're, upper, like Tallahassee pan, like Panhandle area of Florida versus like South Florida. Like is very different culture. Yeah, yeah. You're you're in South Florida too, so it's like you're right. gonna experience a lot more culture there. Correct. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be in South Florida. Yeah. There are other South parts Florida of Florida. Florida's actually nice. It's bussin'. Yeah. <laughs> it's bussin'. I, I will say uh, one of the things that I noticed the most uh, as far as like geography goes, moving east to west, is that East Coast beaches are brown. so no no not, not always virginia beach is brown. they're gross jones beach sucks everything in the, the north the east sucks. coast beaches are pretty brown but they're uh, warm Jersey Shore. they're warm though they're, 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 so much they're significantly they're <laughs> okay. significantly warmer uh and yes. also they're significantly more like commercial Mm, yeah so like my my, yeah my vision of a beach is like you know you have the boardwalk like uh you know like ocean city maryland type stuff Mm -hmm. you have the boardwalk you have a very populated beach area you get in the water nothing touches your feet yeah because it's so much foot traffic like there isn't seaweed growing or or anything along those lines the exception being the outer banks butts everywhere yeah exactly a little bit of litter some trash some some pop rings you know whatever uh, but more importantly, nothing is touching your feet when you're in the water. 
This is critical to me. Like animals? Animals, seaweed, anything. I don't want There's to be seaweed. touched. Uh, I mean, yes, at times of the year, but like... Uh, you might get a turd. You're more likely to get a <laughs> right. turd touching your water. Right, exactly. Feet. When you go to the Pacific... It's cold, yeah, and it is the wild, wild west yeah, as far as I'm concerned. And... There's fucking seals. I there love that. Sea lions. <laughs> I like, love that for you. I don't love that because they're feeding off of something, and all that shit's gonna touch my feet. I don't want it to Dead touch my feet. Dead fish and stuff, or what? Dead, alive sharks. I don't know what's you don't in like there. Animals? Man. I don't like ocean animals. You don't like snarks? What's a snark? It's just a shark. I said it was an ant. <laughs> <laughs> sharks are cool. Just don't, you don't, don't like mess a snark. You don't like a snark? <laughs> I don't want anything to do with the the marine life <laughs> when I'm swimming. I always loved looking for sea animals and animals. Oh. Dig, Australia I would was dig like for crabs and stuff. Australia was like this too. We went to Sydney and it was like blistering hot. It was like 108 degrees. The beach was actually like very nice, and very East Coasty, like very commercial. Mm -hmm. But the water was terrifying. Cold? No, no, no. Oh. It was it was beautiful. Oh. Uh, blue but there's like gorgeous. an octopus that could just kill you in but a second like, yeah i mean there's something it's fucking australia like everything within a hundred yards of you is trying to eat you yeah and the waves were a little bit more uh like Aggressive. turbulent yeah it's just like how do you guys survive? you're literally survival the fittest at, at its finest for sure you've all made it this for far sure. well yeah i mean people of that skin tone are not meant to live in that climate yeah nobody <laughs> nobody in australia is soft no they're just all like hard as fuck ready to take on the world That's don't want to hear about your baby problems i would love to know who my ancestor was that got banished to australia right what they and did what they did yeah. yeah we have some cool ancestors probably get along yeah. that australia. is kind of cool to have australian heritage and just know that you're from criminal lineage yeah just like, kind of cool what do you mean yeah. criminal li lineage let's well, not because, go very far yeah because that's they're, how they ended up there yeah. oh they're all the english prisons i mean some of us are too. if you have english background oh. in america it's kind of the same thing yeah oh okay we were shipped off i was thinking about conrad and my norwegian background we come from the uh the, takers, the vikings the takers and pillagers yeah. right yeah yeah you guys scream vikings nothing nothing uh about conrad doesn't say viking <laughs> overlord <laughs> <laughs> every day i try to be like my viking overlord sure we appreciate that about you. I mean, All right. Thank you. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get to some cheating. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about this Magnus stuff. We uh, love talking about. So I, I don't have a full grasp on it, but um, you know, this has kind of been playing out for the better part of the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, the way that the story initiated was Magnus was playing in. I don't recall the Sinkfeld Cup. Okay, that was the initial one. Yes. Uh, so the Sinkfeld Cup. Uh, he made a decision to withdraw after playing Hans Niemann mm -hmm. in the third round. Uh, and at the time, it was a pretty unprecedented thing. Uh, everybody was obviously ablaze about it. But what made this so particular was not just that he withdrew, but the past history of Hans. So as I understand it, Hans has uh, a history of having cheated online games. I'm not sure what format, whether it was classical or blitz or uh, something in between. I'm very much a chess newbie. Don't have any clue how to play the game at all. I've never I studied it. I think he it. was banned from chess.com. Okay. Okay, yeah. Which uh, is the equivalent, as far as I understand, as being banned from major operators as right, an online right. poker player, right? It's basically like you've been found using RTA. So I think uh, having followed this along for a few weeks, 
not closely, but loosely, uh, Hans kind of came out and said that he's never cheated over the board, meaning in person. Uh, and though Magnus didn't explicitly say he felt Hans was cheating, his withdrawal kind of signified that, right? I, as best I can tell in the chess world, whether it's because of Magnus's uh, notoriety and public figure <laughs> or just the culture as a whole, uh, they don't whistleblow the same as us. Right. They don't just come out and say like, fuck you, you're cheating and I got evidence. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they're a little classier. Yeah, there's a lot more couth, <laughs> uh, as Landon put it earlier. Yeah. So this has kind of been going on for the last few weeks. Uh, and Magnus finally came out and released a statement yesterday. He said at the 2022, uh, Sinkfeld. Wow. I would never have gotten to Sinkfeld. I got to tell you. Uh, at the 2022 Singfeld Cup, I made the unprecedented professional decision to withdraw from the tournament after my round three game against Hans Neumann. Neiman. A week later during the champion chess tour, I resigned against Hans after playing only one move. I know that my actions have frustrated many in the chess community. I'm frustrated. I want to play chess. I want to continue to play chess at the highest level in the best events. I believe that cheating in chess is a big deal and an existential threat to the game. I also believe that chess organizers and those who care about the sanctity of the game would love, uh, we love should consider increasing security measures and methods of cheat detection for over-the-board chess. When Neiman was invited last minute to the 2022 Sinkfield Cup, I strongly considered withdrawing prior to the event. I ultimately chose to play. I believe that Neiman has cheated more and more recently than he has publicly admitted. His over-the-board progress has been unusual. And throughout our game in the Sinkfield Cup, I had the impression that he wasn't tense or even fully concentrating on the game in critical positions, while outplaying me as black in a way that I think only a handful of players can do. This game contributed to changing my perspective. We must do something about cheating, and for my part going forward, I don't want to play against people that have cheated repeatedly in the past because I don't know what they are capable of doing in the future. There is more that I would like to say. Unfortunately, at this time, I'm limited in what I can say without explicit permission from Neiman to speak openly. So far, I have only been able to speak with my actions, and those actions have stated clearly that I'm not willing to play chess with Neiman. I hope that the truth of this matter comes out, whatever it may be. Sincerely, Magnus Carlson. Uh, so a few things to unpack from here. Uh, one, um, let's just go from bottom up. He says he's not able to say more, even though he would like to, without permission from Neiman. That's kind of interesting to me. That makes me believe that there's some sort of threat of defamation here or liability in some capacity mm. that would restrain him from just speaking openly. Um, and again, I'm not sure what sets that precedent, right? If uh, Maybe it's just like uh, an utter lack of proof and it's, it's more so hearsay. Um, and maybe he doesn't really want to tarnish his own image uh, at the off chance that he's wrong. But uh, this strikes me as very strange. I, I, I applaud him for taking action, um, but I think a lot of people are reading this statement as kind of like, I don't want to say baby behavior. People are saying he's being like a sore loser. Yeah, that's, or how, like, that's how it kind of reads. I don't, I, I, I get that, why they might think that, but it's, he's already proven himself. Like he's not, you know. Yeah. I think it's kind of like a little bit of the language that he chooses hmm. where it's like, I don't want to play against people who have repeatedly cheated in the past because I don't know what they'll do in the future type of thing. I felt like that was a good line. It, it's a logical line. Right. But it, it reads as uh, kind of, I'm the best chess has to offer and you need to protect that. Yeah, but 
I mean, it's kind he of true. is he know he is right. leveraging his position, and yes, yes, yes. he has probably the most power in chess, right? Yeah, yeah. And to be clear, if somebody worse than Magnus had come out and said this, I don't think it gets more uh, no. credence, no. right? I think it gets more blowback of like you're just a sore loser and can't compete type right. of thing. There's just major di dissonance. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but he mentioned that it was black for a reason. Right. When you are black at the highest level, um, winning is very, very hard. Right? <clears throat> yeah, you play to draw, right? You mostly try to draw or like hold a position, yeah. Mm. Correct. Um, and it's so tense because white has the advantage of going first. So they're attacking. And they can attack in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's why he mentions it because you should be under duress right. a lot of the time. And there's a tweet that shows like his body language he's very kind of laxed and magnus was saying that he was looking around it wasn't really like zeroed in as he would expect someone to be which is leading to his perception that he might be cheating and he's the world champion right so could you imagine having that lax lackadaisical demeanor going Weird. into a match against the world champion and just like yeah easily beating the guy it's weird. even if you're beating him like you are super excited not to, not to mess it up. Mm -hmm. right? It's just not how competition is done. So is this how this? Do we know? And like, has this? Is this how this guy usually is when he's playing? Or it seems like no. I, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of volume with him. But it to me, it reads very similarly to the puzzle. Right. Case, right. Where it's just there's so Something's much off. data. Yeah, so much data, but we don't have any proof. But the data is proof. Right. Right. Also in the Apostle thing, uh, his demeanor was very telling in a lot of situations as well. So I don't think that he's wrong to, uh, to, to kind of go the route of, of saying like, you know, his demeanor isn't what it should be type mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and that they're not selling it well enough. Uh, that, that seems like it could hold some credence. Now, obviously it's not proof, but it lends... It opens the discussion up, right? Like it's it's circumstantial evidence that, when coupled with uh, other circumstantial evidence, could lead you in a certain direction. And that's often how we have to look at a lot of these things, right? Uh, it's how these cheating rings ultimately uh, get torn apart, I guess. Uh, there was a tweet by at ty Jonas. Uh, he says, "I analyzed every classical game of Magnus Carlsen since January 2020." with the famous chess-based tool. He played two 100% games, two other games above 90%, and there's an immense difference between Neiman and Magnus Carlsen. Neiman has 10 games with 100% accuracy and another 23 games above 90% in the same time frame. So effectively, he's saying that Neiman is able to play 10x more efficiently mm. than Magnus uh, over the same time frame. And... You know, it, it speaks to one of two things. Either the guy's a complete and utter prodigy um, or he is utilizing some sort of unfair edge. And for me, as an onlooker who has no dog in this fight and doesn't give a shit one way or the other, what would lead me to believe kind of the Oxum's razor of this is that... Something's going on. Yeah. Neiman's cheated in the past. Yeah. And... It's really hard to be a prodigy. Right. Those two things aligned with the fact that uh, he's outperforming the world's greatest by 10x 
just lead me to believe that the most logical conclusion is the one that is true. Plus, he wasn't above cheating in the past. Right. So right. it's like that plus this being him being such an outlier. And I'm sure if you compare it to other like grandmasters, it would be also a huge difference. Like they're probably all somewhere in the same realm, but his is just like seems non-human, right? Well, I don't know enough about chess to know if it's non-human. Uh, maybe the maybe that is attainable. Mm. Uh, it's not. Yeah, uh, I mean, it seems like it would be easy to to divulge. Like the chess engine seems strong enough, where you could do some comparative analysis and see if historically anybody has ever been able to compete at this high of a level, um, or you know how attainable it possibly is. Uh, like we can do that, at least to some degree. We can uh, scrutinize play versus GTO and say like this degree of accuracy is just impossible. The only problem with looking at that is Magnus Carlsen has said that he does moves off book purposely to get people out of the main branches. Yeah, like in Chester's main lines and sidelines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so he, yeah. he goes to sidelines a lot because everybody's GM at the main lines, but they're a lot less confident, a lot better when they're like almost freestyling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So will have much much different games than you'll see he'll sort he'll, of like with poker yeah yeah like some spots so. you might want to have like a bet 75 or check but to like you bet quarter because you know you're supposed to get raised x amount or whatever exactly Five but lines. i think there is like a mistakes per 100 100 games or something like that yeah well you mean like centi pawns uh, like the way that they accurately value a mistake is like a centi pawn like how many pawns okay. is this mistake losing then it's like every 100 centi pawns equals one pawn and one pawn would be like one point. So the metric would like of making mistakes is like how much, how much, what degree of error, how many cent the pawns is this mistake losing or this sideline losing if someone knows the perfect counter versus making a mistake, which could be very humanly understood as like, oh, this seems like a good move, but it's not. Also, there should be moves that are just like very obviously uh, computer moves, right? Like, there's some moves that yeah. like computers make that no human makes. There's some They're ridiculous like a 0 .001 percent of the time type of thing. It'll well, it'll be because there's a lot more not perfect information in chess, but there's like the the solve in chess is greater than solve in poker, where sometimes the engine will just see a move that like brings a piece like all the way back to this to the edge of the board, mm. whereas like a human, it's like. I would never move this piece all the way back here. I would right. never move my king in this way. And there's a bunch of stuff that the computer can see like deep into like the nodes of the game tree mm -hmm. that humans just can't get to unless it's through an actual insight. Yeah. Like, holy shit, like this, is, this has to be the move. Right. Right, which is harder to do as a human than as the, the machine. And you would probably sort of visibly be having an insight. Maybe. maybe. I yeah. mean, maybe not, but... Right. It's very hard to hard. play. There's no evidence, yeah. though, I guess, is the main thing. Is that's what it seems like now, right? Besides just this, like, empirical data of what is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, well, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot more to the story that's not being disclosed, but I would imagine it's also along the lines of hearsay, right? Which would probably be, like, methodology of cheating... Uh, so the big thing that uh, separates chess from poker is that there isn't the same 
atmosphere, at least as I understand it, again, I don't follow chess that closely, so feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, as I understand it, it's not, uh, it's not this like hemmed in high drama scenario where like if you're not in your seat, you're, you're just like out of the game kind of thing. The way I understand it is they can take time for these classical games and they can like use the restroom whenever they like and whatever. So as long as he's able to remember board positioning, uh, he could be getting perfect information. From what I understand, like when they live stream these matches, they're in real time. There's no delay because why would there be, right? Like it's, it's not like whole cards exposed type thing where they have to protect information. Chess mm -hmm. is open information game. So some of the speculation is that he's just getting real time information fed to him in some capacity right? by people who are able to watch the game, keep the board positioning and things like that. Yeah. I mean, that seems like it would be pretty easy. Yeah, everybody has access to an engine. Yeah. Right? So uh, it's similar to when uh, people were, or Brewer was saying that Ali uh, would play him in chess matches and just run the engine on the side <laughs> for fun. I remember that story. So yeah. nuts. Like, ju just the... <laughs> Just the body of yeah, you know, bro, and it's you like have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> they play point. chess for fun, and they're both it's just so like, weird. oh yeah, I'm at thirteen hundred. Yeah, me too. And then they play like three thousand level like, right. Elo chess. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's a fascinating story to unfold because I think that we as observers can like learn a lot seeing another industry go through it, and vice mm -hmm. versa. I'm sure that like they could take a lot away from what's happened to us in the past four or five years as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm mostly curious to watch how this, how this is handled both publicly uh, as well as uh, from a, uh, I don't want to say reporting standpoint, but like from a content creation standpoint, because you know, this is the hottest story in chess one way or another. Uh, also, uh, this, this reminds me, do you guys recall when Magnus chose to step down from the world championship? Uh, this must have been like it was within six months ago right yeah it was within six months maybe like three months ago uh, he said he would only play to defend his title if he was matched up against I, I can't recall who maybe a rematch yeah, or whatever were, he wanted to play a specific person for the world championship do you think though that this had anything to do with Hans being involved was he in the world championships I don't I don't know I wish I did I don't have that info. Yeah, maybe a question for the chat if you guys know. Uh, was was Hans invited to the World Championships and was there a chance that uh, Magnus would have to play him? If so, do we speculate that maybe that's why he chose not to play? Because to me, from an outsider looking in, like when he made that announcement, I'm like, something's off. Mm -hmm. Like this guy is about to quit chess and become a poker player or some shit. Like that was, yeah. that, that was Jordan announcing that he was going to go play baseball as far as I was concerned. If I'm drawing so an analogy, says, they know. say no, Hans was not a candidate. Okay, so he maybe he literally he just qualify. was. Wow, imagine. Right, that's strange too. Right. Yeah, like how? Do, <laughs> what happened in those six months? Right. And chess, like people don't learn that fast either. Right. Yeah. It's so hard because it's like the structure in which you think has to change completely. Right. It's and there's so many aha moments, micro aha moments that you need. At, to me, it's like a pretty slam dunk case, but I understand Magnus. He has all these like parameters that he has to work with, whether it's like, you know, not looking like a bitch, um, not accusing someone when he actually has no proof, just mm -hmm. he has that, you know, the after evidence um, because he doesn't want to be sued for libel or slander or whatever the heck it is. Right. Yeah, there was, uh, there was another... Um... I guess rumor 
that Magnus was uh, afraid that information was being leaked from his camp. So he had planned a, like a unique, uh, what did you guys call it? Like side, 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 sideline, sideline move. Yeah. So he, he planned like a unique sideline open. That's just like basically never used. He, he just like recently learned it or whatever. Uh, and he wanted to do it to test, to see if, uh, Hans would be able to defend because it's like literally never used and uh, he opened the game with that and Hans defended it perfectly and Hans came out in an interview and said like yeah I just got super lucky I happened to be studying this defense the day of the match and decided that uh, you know it was worth looking into further or whatever and then just you know by a miracle he just has this 1% line like work out for him or whatever so uh, it seems unclear as to how Magnus feels he's being cheated. Uh, it seems like it could be that he just thinks Hans is a, a straight up cheat and goes through every every method possible. It seems like he may be afraid that there's a uh, a rat on his camp that is leaking uh, information. I don't think it's that because even when you're you're competing, mm-hmm. like it's just like any competition. There's yep. there's pressure on the line. Yeah. And you feel that you feel because no matter what, it's going to stray offline. Mm-hmm. Even if you learn that line completely, it's not like a definitive end. Mm-hmm. It's still, uh, you know, zigs and zags, and you need to be able to. Well, I think I think Magnus just resigned then. Yeah. Like after that, after he responded, I think that's where he just resigned. Um, but yeah, to your point, I didn't even think of this. Like when I when I had heard about that, I I didn't know that much about like how chess was organized or whatever. So I heard about that. I go, oh, for sure, he has a leak in his camp. Like for sure, hundred percent. But now that I'm thinking more about it, they're just saying that Hans is getting real time information. So if that's true, somebody just ran this one percent move through an engine and like spat back the response. Easy. Yeah, super easy. easy. And then he'll have counter responses thereafter too. Yeah, just uh, like for what it's worth, when it comes to percent responses in chess, it's not like things are at certain frequencies. It's just if a line is chosen, the line loses X centipons versus the main line. Mm-hmm but it can solve what the next best possible thing to do is. Mm-hmm. Like there's no mix of like, okay, 20% this move, 80% right, so you're this sacrificing move. a little now right. for a better game Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, like, okay, it's like a gambit of sorts mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I know this line, I've studied it, I'm gonna play this move, and I know how they're supposed to respond, and if they don't, here's how I take advantage. Okay, yeah, yeah. when I was saying a 1% move, yeah, I, yeah. I actually wasn't even correlating it to poker. I was, sure. I was referencing uh, this uh, documentary called AlphaGo, yeah, that's I was thinking of that too. Alpha goes sick. Yeah, so there was the, a there was a point in the match where they were at a stalemate and the computer found a one in ten thousand move. Right. And then later in a later match, the human found a one in ten thousand mm-hmm. move. So I was thinking of it in terms of that. Mm. But I guess for an open that that's wouldn't make point. any sense because No no, there are the board openings is open. that never get played. Yeah. And this is probably what you're referencing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just Generally, to you know, openings stray out to so many different variations, and mm-hmm. they, they can transpose into other variations of different openings. But if you have just prepared an opening that never gets used, and then no other preparation off of it, it's useless. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. Yeah, you're just punting. Yeah. It's because chess engines, like, they do have engine competitions, mm-hmm. right? Because there's like Stockfish, there's Leela, there's. Alpha Zero. Right. Uh, there's a bunch of different things, right? So different engines see chess itself differently. Yeah. Alpha Zero is an, an AI that like learned how to play chess. They got all the rules and figured out how to play it mm-hmm. playing that way in Stockfish. My understanding is that chess is solved from endgame back. 
Mm. I know that there's if there's six pieces left on the board total, uh, the game can be solved. Yeah. Like if there's six pieces on both sides left, the, mm -hmm. every move can be solved and like can be solved down to a draw or a win, depending right. on if there's right, a right, winning yeah. position or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Chess is interesting. Uh, whoa, whoa. We did the same thing. You, hear me? you said chess is interesting. I said chess is fascinating. <laughs> well, that's the difference between somebody who knows how to play chess and somebody who doesn't even know the rules. Yeah. So I think the, the main takeaway here, for me at least, is that all of this would have been solved if, I mean, this guy got just a lifetime ban when he was caught cheating from everything. Right. Yeah, yeah. And right. to, to bring it all the way back to poker, like that's what we're advocating for. Instead, we're left with getting robbed out of games from the best player in the world. Right. Who, let's be, well, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be the case, but in 100 years, people are going to look back at Carlson games and be studying them like we did for the greats, like the Bobby Fischer games or, mm -hmm. you know, whoever it is. Um, this is just going to be how it is. And, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It really does suck. I wonder, uh, I wonder if they are better served to retroactively ban him just on a whim based off of past behavior or if they're better served to implement better security measures moving forward for over-the-board chess, right? Like, do you just... I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe you just start streaming on delay. Maybe you stop allowing them to be unescorted uh, away from the game. Like, you seize phones, like, communication devices, whatever, like... Yeah, I think taking security more seriously in a game that integrity matters so much yeah. is probably worth something. Because here here's the thing. Just like poker, everybody trains in chess, trains with, with the assistance of mm -hmm. these, these uh, engines. Um, everybody can go on the board and see in real time, and it's a lot faster than, than poker, obviously, in real time what the best moves are. And play that accordingly but when you go to compete it's it's just you don't be a dickhead yeah you no know? and you can do that online and stuff like that yeah uh, but you get banned very very quickly online right and you just can't have any overlap at all yeah like whatever the rta detection devices they're using for online it seems like implementing those same security measures to live or those same security standards would just be worth a hell of a lot mm -hmm. uh and yeah, it strikes me as it strikes me as odd, right? Because if and I don't even think it's that big of an if, but if Hans is cheating over the board, he's kind of doing it in a spit in your face kind. Like he's not being secretive if my understanding of how dominant his performance is by comparison actually is, right? The only thing he's not doing is apparently like cheating in 100% of his moves because he's not you know, he's not showing super user status yet but to outperform the literal best player in the world by 10x is effectively you know playing close to engine and that seems like it's really just a big fuck you to all the organizers who are unwilling to do anything about it right just kind of accept that oh we have a new prodigy on our hands and then secondarily to that like what if you are a prodigy you know i don't think it's un or inconceivable that that somewhere down the line somebody's 10x better than magnus mm, everybody I, gets smarter and yeah evolves i think the issue in this situation this situation was like how fast it all has happened when it comes to like the improvement of elo mm -hmm. right where like 
elo points and are hard to gain let alone become rapidly better than the number one player in the world that the timing just seems so insane yeah it's like if this was the case we would have known about it a long time ago mm-hmm. yeah i think is how like the chess community kind of sees it yeah and like magnus is that many magnitudes better than the next right like it's not like there's a cluster of people who are hovering At around one. his elo score yeah. right it's it's like him and then the field yes like uh, everybody knows uh hikaru nakamura because of you know his fame on twitch these days he is a super gm so mm-hmm. he makes other gms look like absolute dog shit yeah and which is wild when you talk yeah. about talking about grandmasters to grandmasters yeah <laughs> and then magnus dumps on hikaru and i'll watch hikaru and he makes me want to quit chess yeah. like permanently he's so fucking good you know the what the the speed in which he he talks about the board what which he analyzes it's incomprehensible mm-hmm. and he magnus dumpsters on him so it's, that's wild it's it's another level man what allows for that like what what in the human brain just allows for that magnitude of order difference May, honestly maybe what it is is like uh you know you might see hikaru just being like one of the greatest linear thinkers of all time and like he can just see the board in a, a specific way and it allows him to really replicate engine play and stuff like that and maybe magnus is like next level where it's like not only can he do all of that but he can in his mind branch out the game tree and kind of like see move counter move mm-hmm. uh without having actually examined it yet in the in the engine a lot of these guys do go by feel yeah but it's it's uh trained feel yeah that's exactly yeah. right yeah they've just gone through so many i mean i think years. that's how it is in poker too we, yeah. you, your pattern repetition re- recognition just trains and then it is sort of a feel play but it's not like a feel play because your feel is actually your intuition that's been trained by right. reps and reps and study. right not even just like not even just pattern recognition but pattern recognition correlated to the person who is uh exuding the pattern right right because like the exact same pattern mm-hmm. can mean two different things depending upon the opponent yes but you're very confident that it only means a or b there's no gradient mm-hmm. right so it's just like it means a when with player x and it means b when with player y right. and like the best of the best are just trained into that to decide in, in real time of like okay uh you're player x mm-hmm. i'm gonna do this accordingly. this is the tree i'm working with right yeah exactly i think it's also important to note that this isn't the first time people have been accused of rta in chess mm-hmm. but i think the main difference I, I remember there was this one girl that got accused that it was in her lip balm that she was getting oh it was uh yeah, anna rudolph anna yeah, yeah. yeah what um how does that work she most likely wasn't yeah yeah of course but i think the distinguishing factor here is that this guy's a known cheater Mm-hmm. right so yeah that's where there's there's parallels but not full one-to-one association wow all right anybody else have anything else to say about chess i'm i'm really dragging my feet through this because it's fascinating to me and i don't know much uh this is this is for sure one of those avenues that uh i've only been exposed to because of poker i yeah. no shot i would have ever even known who magnus carlson was if i wasn't a Same. poker player Same. If anybody wants to play checkers for rolls, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> I got to tell you, buddy. Uh, I, not, not, to, not to shoot you down, but if you want to play me in a solved game, I'm also in. I want to see checkers? the checkers. Yes. Heads up. You don't want to play me checkers. Can, can we, we, can we okay. bet on it? You want to play yeah. me in 
But like you, you, you say that because like you have a feeling that you're good at checkers. I've literally <laughs> looked at the solve Why for checkers. You, that's Congrats! Odd. I don't Why? care because I want to know how closely I was playing to it. Okay. Game. You know who's? I did the same thing for. You really wanted to crush people during. No, no, no. The same thing I was doing. I did the same. No, I did the same thing for Connect Four. Connect Four. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to know how close my strat was to optimal. Which is just take the middle, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's more complex than that. It's like middle with gaps. Uh, yeah, middle. Whether you move gap. first or second. Yeah. Ooh, I wanna I wanna learn that so badly now. It's it's, it's super easy. Sort of it's intuitive. like five minutes of reading. Yeah. <laughs> just to dunk on your friends. Yeah. I was I already dunk on my friends, but I only know just like take the middle. We got like hyper competitive in like the early two thousands. Uh, like some of the best were Mercier, Dan, Phil Collins, and myself, uh, and basically intuitively. We all got really, really close to fully understanding what the solve was. Jay actually may have had it figured out or may have looked. I don't know. <laughs> but eventually, like, you know, we all kind of looked and the game became no fun anymore. <laughs> this just kind of ends. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would like to see this checkers match. Well, we need to we play. Uh, what's the train game? Uh, ticket, to, ticket ride. to ride. Ticket to ride. That's what we, we just need to have one. One stream night of Ticket to Ride. That's we we could do like a game night. Uh, stream. Like this is actually popular. There was a there was a YouTube account I used to follow. I was actually in contact with the creators for a while, um, where their entire channel was just board games. So all they did was like test and play and speak strategy about board games, and they would do it like openly. So. If, for instance, they were playing like a four four way game of Monopoly, mm -hmm. they would just discuss. They would basically do Monopoly out loud, and they would discuss each other's moves. Mm -hmm. So it made it a little bit weird because uh, your opposition knows your strategy, yeah, openly, right? But there's so much variance involved anyway. It kind of doesn't matter. Uh, it just it with games like Monopoly, it ruins like the auction aspect, yeah, right? Because like you need so much cooperation in order for things to go well. Um, but it was really, it's really interesting. Uh, I wish I could remember the name of the, the actual uh, channel, but a bunch of really good guys. I think they have some interest in poker. I believe they were doing a podcast at one point. That's why we were talking uh, about potentially being a guest. But uh, I, I very much enjoy games, uh, especially if there is a strategic element to it, even if you know it's luck-based also. And uh, it hasn't been figured out yet. Yeah. Like Exploding Kittens was so much fucking fun to learn because you're speculating on what optimal strategy is as you're kind of getting into it. And you're never fully right. But you're also often like right about a lot of things. Uh, so like Danielle and I learned it together. And <laughs> based off of the way she attempts to play trains, my best guess <laughs> is that she likes to start with the worst strategy first and work backwards. The train, That's the me. Danielle train That's me too. Yeah, train yeah. Your yours actually might even be worse than hers because you only <laughs> care about wild cards. Now Melissa won. She's won. I won. You did win a game, Danielle. You guys were so distracted on fighting each other. That's true. You forgot about the sleeping dragon. There, there is <laughs> that you, the sleeping one dragon. Out of Ninety-five games the of one. The sleeping dragon. Victor Mercy won gambles. Is that all you do? Um. Yes. In, yeah. In, in short, a, a, gamble, like, a gamble that's not even worth gambling. Right, right. Yeah. It's like it's, it, I want to make it really inconvenient for them by having all of the rainbow cards, and I don't really care about completing it. I just want to make their lives harder. Okay. Which it doesn't. Though. It, it doesn't really it doesn't, do that and much. It, and, and then yeah. I have to end up using the rainbow cards, so right. they get shuffled back in, and it's just like not the best strategy. There, there's a sense of childlike wonder when Melissa pulls a wild card from the deck and goes, "Ooh!" And then yeah. you get two and more. And then I get cards. another one. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, 
Yeah, the, the best <laughs> feeling in the world is pulling a wild card because then you get to take two off the top. Mm-hmm. So you pull a wild card, and then the next one you look at is also wild. And then the third one you look at is wild. And you're just like, well, I hit the trifecta. Yeah. That's that's well, the dream right there. The I think that, that it's like, I think that I'm blessed if it's I pull like a lot of correct. wild cards. If you just fuck with people and act like you pulled three wilds, you get the same reaction. That, that's also true. <laughs> and when Jeno plays, when Jeno plays, we force her to expose the first wild card always. Everybody <laughs> else, yeah. she, everybody she else we just trust that they pulled a wild card. She's a cheater, no. motherfucker. But like, she'll just pull a black train and go, wild card. No way. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. so fucked up. You fucking scumbag. <laughs> and we'll feel no type of Oh, hey, right. you're like three minutes later, like, wow. wait, did you have a wild card? Right, yeah, like, show me that wild. Uh, oh, she doesn't have one within right 20 cards. But there, right there is an element to, to trains, like, uh, so the strategy is obviously to win, but oftentimes, uh, like poker, you could just be dealt out. So sometimes you, you lose. Yeah, you could be like seven or eight moves into the game, and mm-hmm. it's clear, clear as day, you're drawing dead. Yeah. And well, now your sole mission, if you care, like, if you're actually paying attention, your sole mission now is to just fuck whoever is the favorite yeah. to win. Or and try like, and get the longest or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just like play sheer and utter chaos, but that's there was always one fun. Where to me. Landon, you're making a line and he just puts a single train yeah. in front of yours. You're like, what are you doing? I just want to build there. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the, natu- the natural reaction whenever like somebody disrupts you like that, especially if there there are ways that like it's literally the only route that you could have taken, uh-huh. and the second they do that, like you're just totally screwed. But like you're looking at them. Or you're looking at their train and you can see that uh or at least you believe that they have a chance to win themselves Mm -hmm. and then out of the blue they just take a move that takes you from being like the favorite to completely out of contention and your snap response is what the fuck are you doing (laughs) i fucking love it so much it was so fun it was like also like 5 a.m yeah and then (laughs) you were like well that's like not even like i can just go around it's not even gonna affect me and he's i don't care yeah, there are times that that happens where you think you got somebody, but you're not paying close enough attention to the board, and all you made them do is like take one extra turn, uh-huh. and you're just like, "What are you doing, man? Like, uh, are you are really you punting?" Mad. He was just really he mad. He was so mad. Yeah, he was down bad, down bad. You know what? Is this true, Landon? Some parts of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was balding so to... bad. Yeah, I want to win. So I made an investment yesterday. Uh-oh. This is scary. It was a small one. I took a very small piece of Veronica Brill in Max Payne Mondays. How'd that go? That sounds like a good investment, actually. I don't know what the final <laughs> result was, but what I can tell you, and this is, you know, I've gotten this wrong in the past. Sometimes I've mixed up RFI for VPIP. I'm staring right now at the graphic. VPIP. 12%. Uh, ask for your money back. I need a goddamn <laughs> refund. Man. Veronica, Veronica. Oh man! Now, Absolutely now not. the upside is I don't know what the results were, but Margot uh, had a 16% VPIP, and I saw that she had tweeted she won like 15k. Yeah, she's oh, like in for two, out for 15. Yeah, so there's a chance that my little knit horse here <laughs> was able to pull a win. However, I didn't get any celebratory texts this morning either. I think she's hanging out with uh, Nick too much. It, uh, yeah. Nick doubled her VPIP at 24. She now, was giving him shit for being nitty. I mean, to be fair, like this is a small game. Nick is rich. He should be VPIPing more than 24. He's still bottom three in VPIPs. <laughs> this is the classic projection, tough. right? This it, is the classic nitty projection yeah. of the 
Oh, like you're a nit. Like you're a nit when you're actually playing like 12%. I mean, they're both nits. That's very clear. Uh, Beans also who who throws himself out there as like this big wild action guy. 25%. Come on, bro. Do better. Sashimi beat him at 26. Dude, 25 is kind of surprising for there Beans. Is a clear, I feel like he plays like a lot of cards. Not in this lineup. Yeah. There's a clear delineation between the nits and non-nits in this game. Hillary, 42%. Hey. Raisuki, 47%. Ruske. Ruske, sorry. My man. DK, 48 DGAF, 49 And DJ Washburn, 55 Jesus. So hey. the, the, the line of nittiness is sub-42. Yeah. Oh, my God. And we have, like, this, this gap where it goes from 42 to 26. <laughs> like, you can't even get up to... Uh, 30 is, like, reasonable, right. I think, in a loose game yeah. anyway. So yeah, Sashimi 26, the, the queen of the nits. She's leading all of her troops with uh, Beans falling in line as the general at 25. Nit Tucci coming right in behind as the captain at 24. And then Margot and Veronica, the, the soldiers on the front line at 16 and 12. Could you imagine playing a game? I would kick somebody out at 12%. And four, four people <laughs> yeah, 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 are yeah. playing four times the amount of hands as you. Also, it's like quadruple straddled most most not most of the time but like some of the time uh-huh. so like that every, counts every yeah every VPIP. time it's like straddled restraddled whatever the case may be and you're involved in that you're v-pipping right yeah so like of her 12 percent, she fucking posted the blinds is all she did 12 percent but we got blinded to death she, i don't think she played a hand she lost five thousand. of course she lost five thousand. how could she not you get blinded <laughs> really quickly <laughs> Those blinds, yeah, yeah when, you, when you buy them for 100 bigs and all you do is pay the blinds for six hours, you know, you, you don't, don't have much left. Veronica, you don't have to take this shit from him. You, you don't play have heads to take, up. You don't, play, call him out, play him heads up for rolls. Sure. Do what you have to do, Veronica. You I'll tell you what, I'm him. very confident that if somebody plays me heads up and they're V-pipping 12%, I'm going to fucking win. <laughs> yeah, that's probably like all your ideal All I know is Helmut said you stink. Of course he said I stink. <laughs> we all stink. Well, that's another torch. I'm good at that. <laughs> Christ, man. Light it on fire. That's the problem. When you sell pieces, like, I think there's this mentality of, like, oh, I want to play so good. Mm-hmm. I want to make my investors proud. And it's like, know who you're selling to. Yeah, like, yeah. On fire. like, VP 50 <laughs> and dust my 400 quick. I don't want to see the pain for six hours. Get in there, man. <laughs> yeah. Get in the mix. All like, right. Image build, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get an invite back later. Christ. Illusional Berkey. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. That's true. She's fucking out. Oh, wow. I'm just saying, my VPIP was high 30s. Veronica, just unfollow him from Twitter. I think I was, I think I was like 38, 39%. We were playing nine-handed. That's... I don't know. I called you a nit in chat, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> fuck you. Nit Berkeley. I, Man, I, I, love... I said I said your biceps were too big to be good at poker. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking based. I'll take that. I'll absolutely take that. <laughs> All right. Uh reminder that Landon and I are gonna be doing a recap of the Live at the Bike Friday stream yep. at six PM today. Head over to our Discord, hit hashtag Discord in the chat if you want that link. Uh it'll be about an hour long. We're gonna do a full deep dive in some of the hands. Uh run through some solver lines to uh, see how well or how poorly people are playing and just kind of tie it all back to some theoretical fundamental principles that everybody can learn from. This mastermind is free if you watch it live in our Discord. Uh, Otherwise, you can watch the replay immediately after it ends on solverwide.io. Outside of that, 
I don't have much else to say. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I believe we are going to be joined by a special guest, Mr. Rampunts himself. Wow. Ethan will be joining us tomorrow, I hope. Uh, he is playing a 10K today, so if he final tables, he won't be here. He'll probably just final So, table yeah, it. fingers crossed he doesn't make it, but uh, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> be prepared to be joined by uh, Ethan wearing his fake purple jacket. Um, and uh, I think we are going to play around with doing a members-only chat tomorrow. Um, ah, maybe not. Maybe not tomorrow. Tomorrow's not the one. What I want to do in the future is do a members-only chat for when we have guests. That way, we can keep the chat clean and actually take uh, questions. And you know, uh, but like, how thoughtful do we need to be with Young Ethan in the in right. the chair? You know, let's let you guys just come in here and throw emotes at him the whole time. It's fine. So we won't do it tomorrow. But in the future, uh, for those of you who do have a membership, stay tuned for that uh, when we have um, interviews in. Uh, moving down the line we're probably going to play with just members only chat and see uh if that cleanliness works out in our favor uh outside of that is godliness that's right outside of that please as always like comment subscribe let us know some questions that you want us to ask ethan tomorrow whenever he gets here in studio assuming he doesn't final table this uh 15k that's it for us we'll see you all tomorrow 1 p.m later peace